Hello and welcome back to Sex News with Ray. I'm your host, Ray, and today we are joined again by my fuck demon friend, Katie, sexual educator extraordinaire from Sacramento, California. Today in Sex News, we're reading about the shocking reason a man feels lust for an unfaithful woman and why his wife should consider it. And it's from Medium, May 15th, 2021. The name is just so exciting. So this feels a little bit more like a blog post than reporting, but it's media, so we're reading it. <laughs> Women are the natural beneficiaries of cuckold tendencies, but typically are the most hesitant to the idea of opening up the bedroom. Hot wifing slash cuckolding hacks the arousal circuits in the brain to enhance sexual pleasure, this article contends. And then there's a topic <laughs> called men get off on female promiscuity. So it's saying that men get aroused watching sex with more than two people and apparently the male brain lights up like a Christmas tree when watching a woman in a sexual situation with two or more guys. Sexual psychologist Justin Lee Miller reported that in a survey of 4,200 people, over half of the heterosexual men had fantasized about watching their partners have sex with someone else. It isn't just that men like to watch. Lots of men are happy to fantasize about watching their wives and girlfriends. And then the next topic, women's sex drive is more promiscuous than men. Women experience desire differently than men, and it's expressed differently. We're also visual, but literally any sexual images work for us, even monkeys fucking at the zoo. Sex scientist Meredith Chivers, Shivers, Chivers, or I don't know how to say that name, argues that female desire complements the aggressive male style. Certainly women are very sexual and have the capacity to be even more sexual than men, but one possibility is that instead of it being a go out there and get it kind of sexuality, it's more of a reactive process. If you have this dyad and one part is pumped full of testosterone, is more interested in risk-taking, is probably more aggressive, you've got a very strong motivational force. It wouldn't make sense to have another similar force. You need something complementary. And I've often thought that there is something really powerful for women's sexuality about being desired. That receptivity element. Uh, I, I, I have so much to say here, but... Oh, yeah, my face. Do you want to take a moment before I go over the other half? Because I feel like there's so much here right now that I don't want us to just leave as, like, this is truth. Because, once again, not... Uh, this is a block. I'm rolling my eyes at this whole thing. Tell me more. Like, it, uh, why, why, do our, why does our sex drive have to be receptive? And it's also not. Like, and also, I don't get off watching videos of uh, monkeys at the zoo fucking. No, it's more like that part of your brain will light up. Didn't you know? We're women. Women will neuroscience. Neuroscience is not the end all be all of understanding and explaining sexual desire. End of story. I would highly recommend that uh, everyone in this read "Come as You Are" by Emily Nagosi because so good. she, yeah, she talks a lot about how we all have the same parts are just organized differently, not just body parts, but like response and, and things. So for some women, they are more reactive and receptive, but not all women and not all men are aggressive and like visual creatures. And oh, men are just more visual. It's a fact. It's like many men are more visual. That's true, but women are also visual. We are also visual. Stop telling us that we're, yeah, she starts at the beginning of the book saying that people frequently treat women's sexuality as like the worst version of male sexual, like male sexual desire. And it's different, but it's not worse. It's, it's same parts organized differently. And no shit that a man gets off watching a woman with more than one guy. Women get off on watching that too, by the way. Yeah, I, the gangbang porn is my go-to. Ga Double penetration and gangbang porn is one of the most requested things at our Oasis porn watch parties. Yes, by women. Because they're, because they're fun. And because that shit doesn't actually happen in real life. And so you got to watch it in porn. Well, it can. It does at Oasis. It does at, it does at DTF. Okay. But what I will say <laughs> is like, 
the the idea that you know women don't like that either it's like dude i like the male body i like penises i would also want to watch that because i i'm i'm not forced to look at body parts that i don't care about in a gangbang porn okay so to continue women may want intimacy but that's a sex drive killer for women being desired is the orgasm which is oh interesting oh my god i think it's i think that sentence is very problematic but it is very interesting that they're pointing out that intimacy is not necessarily, you know, there's this assumption that women need to feel love to feel, to want to have sex. Like that's a stereotype And this article is saying that's not true. We may want intimacy, but some, sometimes intimacy can lead to boredom. Fair. Like sexual boredom, not relationship boredom. Yeah. Okay. So to summarize, <clears throat> men get aroused at promiscuous females. This is by the way, the words of the article and over half of men. They, I'm sorry. They referred to women as females. Mm-hmm. This is also written by a woman, this article. That is my biggest red flag. If a man refer, well, actually a woman too, I guess. If anyone refers to women as females, I immediately am like, oh, you're a misogynist. Why is that? I was trying to explain to some friends why they shouldn't say females and should say women. Because it's dehumanizing us. They don't see, but how is that any, but it's true, we're females. It's just a word. It's not our fault that words carry a shit ton of impact and weight. It's talking about us like we're animals. I'm chuckling because thank you, Katie, because obviously you're I don't welcome. Agree with that statement. Okay. <laughs> men get aroused at promiscuous females, and over half of men, that will be honest, have fantasized about watching their female partners get with another guy. Women are more likely to feel arousal in response to intense, aggressive, urgent desire for her. I, I'm gonna I have a statement. Close, closeness and intimacy won't do it. She needs passion to feel passion. Um, I would like to add a statement. Women will feel arousal in response to intense, aggressive, urgent desire for her if she's also attracted to the person. And is consenting. And interested in sex with them. And is consenting, right? Like there's, this article is, is, I have so many thoughts. I really like that they're trying to introduce, okay. Ergo, cuckolding and hot wifing keep things fresh and exciting and sexually stimulating. And then the article finishes with a few notes on how to get started. I feel like they're like, this is why you like it. And it's so important. I'm like, okay, this is some pseudoscience. I appreciate that you're trying to normalize it. But the pseudoscience is, 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 is you're picking statistics that match what you're trying to say. And it's for a great agenda. Like, I'm totally for the agenda of the yes. article, even if I don't like the pseudoscience in it. But, okay, here are some notes. Start out easy with dirty talk during sex. It says foreplay. Like, the article says start out easy with dirty talk during foreplay. But I changed that to sex because, as we both talked about, foreplay is sex for many people with a clitoris. And also mm -hmm. many people with a penis. Mm -hmm. Maybe she flirts with guys at the bar to start while you watch. Guys, don't turn into a pest, pestering, begging, whining for this to happen with your wife or girlfriend mm. or partner, which is true of any sex act, not just this. Talk about it openly and honestly. So what I'm trying to say is I found this article kind of useless, but uh, <laughs> that being said, I would well, love... It did satisfy the need for some kind of corroboration that cuckolding and hot wifing is... A fun thing to introduce to a sexual relationship well, yeah this article didn't need pseudoscience for it though because you can just talk about how fun cuckolding and hot wifing is but we're going to talk about what is cuckolding what is hot wifing and what is partner swapping because people <laughs> probably think they're all the same thing so hot wifing is also a very gendered term so i'm going to also introduce a new potential option for us to use but cuckolding is when the woman in a heterosexual part partnership is sleeping with other men but it involves an element of humiliation. So mm -hmm. like there is that woman is very much the dom and the guy is the sub and he could 
you know, he would be honored to lick the other guy's cum off her body because he can't please his wife the way that that man could. You know what I mean? Like, that's very much cuckolding. Or <laughs> I can't please my wife because of my body part that I feel ashamed about, even if they're not. So I need to find someone with a bigger body part to make my wife feel real sexual pleasure, you know? Like, that's that's the, the humiliation aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Hot wifing is... My wife is hot and I like when she is desired by other men because that actually elevates my status as a man and that turns me on. And the reason that I don't like the term hot wifing is because what happens when the wife feels the same way, right? Like there's something kind of gross about the idea of like the trophy wife to me as a woman. But when I think about the gender reverse, I'm like, no, that's hot. That's yeah. Like I love when people find my husband attractive. I'm like, that's right. I do have good taste. Thank you for noticing. Well, and see, and and you're grossed out by the trophy wife where, like, I I fucking love that shit. Like, you're right. I I absolutely am hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same. I should add. Like, what I meant more like, like, it just seems so patriarchal when you call it hot wifing. But when you think about it as this, the term stag and vixen, which mm. is the, the gendered you know, like a, a more gender inclusive, hopefully, and like less like it's about the wife and the marriage and the this and that. I like that. Yeah. So Stag and Vixen is, is what we call it at, o- at Oasis Aqualunge because hot wifing really just refers to one gender dynamic where the man is, you know, using the wife mm-hmm. as a trophy wife. And I'm like, I want a trophy husband. Yeah. You know? Like, let me, let me, for lack of a better word, let me pimp out my husband to yeah. all these women. They deserve his great dick too. Um, or in the case of my marriage, he's got a drill. Do you need some shelves put up? I know. He's very talented. Your partner can't put up shelves. <laughs> okay. I honestly, do you need, when I... You, do you want to get drilled? Because my husband has many cordless drills. That's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. And it no. took me a hot second to realize you meant a literal drill. A literal like, drill. Oh, yeah. It. And then there's also just partner swapping, which is very much just like, once again, polyamory, non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like there there is this assumption that any time a woman has multiple partners in a relationship and the man doesn't, or the woman is going off and sleeping with other guys while the guy watches or maybe is in the room, there's this patriarchal implication that any man who's comfortable with his wife being with someone must be a cuckold. They mm-hmm. must be humiliation it must be about humiliation or submission or sissification and i don't want to get into how gross it is that men judge other men for being into that like that's Mm -hmm. a different or women too people will judge men for wanting those things because you know why would you want to be like a woman that's gross like that's what that comes from and that's Mm -hmm. patriarchy but there is so much more to cuckoldings and stag and vixen than just humiliation there is compersion there is Mm -hmm. They're not the same thing. They look there like is the same under- thing from the there outside. There is understanding and supporting the motivation of your partner to have multiple partners. Yeah. And once again, it, it, to an outsider's perspective, maybe it looks like the same thing if they're not in the bedroom with them, but mm-hmm. they're not. The The root reason to be into cuckolding or stag and vixening or partner swapping, like there's different root causes. And I think cuckolding mm-hmm. is another great example of the crossover between BDSM and non-monogamy versus stag and vixen and partner swapping might just be non-monogamous with no no humiliation, no power dynamic, no, mm-hmm. none of the, the associations of the relationship models of a BDSM relationship. Yeah, purely just enjoying other people sexually. Right. We wanted to take a few moments to talk about how society views women and men, like the women who are having sex with other people than their male partners, and the mm-hmm. way they view the men in those relationships. Yes. And the idea that if a woman is fucking other men, then there either 
is something wrong with her. She's hypersexual. She's a nympho. Or there is something wrong with him and he can't perform in Mm -hmm. the ways that satisfy her. Maybe they just like to fuck other people and enjoy different dynamics and enjoy the different types of relationships that they can work on forming in order to have a fully fulfilled sexual life. One of the number one questions I get asked is, and how does your husband feel about what what you do? And that's so disgusting. Like, you really think I would be doing this without the support of my husband? Well, and also kind of on the flip side, like, you really think that I would be in a relationship with someone that was not going to be okay with a huge yeah. part of my identity? And people will always be like, oh, what, what does your husband think about you working at a sex club? I'm like, I was working at that sex club before I met my husband. Our third date was there. That's fucking dope. I did not know that. Oh, I mean, it wasn't like, I want to clarify, I, uh, like, the swingers club that I work at is my safe space. I knew Mm -hmm. that if I was in an unsafe situation, they would back me up and and support me. So I took him there, and at one point I remember saying to him, like, just so you know, we're not having sex tonight, you better be okay with that. And he was relieved, because he was like, she's going to expect me to fuck her for the first time in front of all these people. And he was, like, (laughs) so relieved, and I was like, there was, like, a miscommunication, but, like, you know, angel. it was really cute like he was like how do I tell her I don't I'm not comfortable with it like he was thinking about that and I was doing it more like he asked me okay with my no and I need to Mm. try and test it out in a space where I know I will have backup if he doesn't handle it well and uh there's a reason I married him and then on the on the flip side like my my sex work started after my partner my husband and I have been together for many many moons and so naturally because of that like there is a certain um, a certain level of like negotiation and and discomfort and conversation, but it is way more about the very deeply instilled patriarchal norms and way less about like actual like we're we're poly like he clear clearly is not a problem with me having sexual relationships of any kind with other people like that's a non issue like. It, it is the, am I not doing enough if my partner feels the need to, like, show off for other people? Like, does she not feel hot enough with just me being into her? You know, one person is never enough. And that's and that's what's so interesting. And it's, and it's something that, like, for me, especially over, like, the last, like, few years as, like, um, digital content creation has become such a topic of conversation. Like, OnlyFans is now just, like, a regular thing that you can talk about in I mean like granted I wouldn't talk about it like at my vanilla job but like it's something that I would bring up in conversations with strangers quite honestly because like fucking everybody got an OnlyFans in 2020 like oh I had someone would say something like oh you're so public about your OnlyFans and I'm like well yeah I mean it's it's I'm in a pandemic it's one of my income sources right now like genuinely why would I not be yeah yeah like and I like creating the content for my OnlyFans why would I not talk about the art that I'm creating with my body yes body art well and so and I and I think it um it brings up the the idea that I think is so prevalent like as I move in communities of sex workers very regularly because I'm a strong um, advocate for decriminalization in the United States which is a whole other thing we discussed that uh two seasons ago yeah Mm -hmm. and because of that like I am constantly being exposed to just like fucking normal people that choose sex work as their source of income that are in normal 
healthy, positive relationships. And I'm like, why is it that SVU and uh, like mainstream media and pretty woman and all of these things exist that show like sex workers in relationships that are inherently unhealthy. And that's the only type of relationship we see. And it just like, I feel like that ties in to this idea of the cuck that it's like, oh, well, your girlfriend is off fucking other people for money. So like, mm, you should probably feel like shit about that because clearly you can't provide for her in all of the ways that you should be providing for her. And so the whole thing is just all tied together in the patriarchy fucking people up. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy and not in the fun way. Because it it's trapping everyone into roles that they don't want and don't care about. The assumption mm-hmm. that you have to have male jealousy because your partner who is a female bod a, a woman or female bodied or whatever like this person is going and having sex with other people so you should feel jealousy and if you don't feel jealousy there's something wrong with you. And that mm-hmm. also feeds back into what we call toxic monogamy culture. All of these ideas that like jealousy is what you should be feeling and acting on as opposed to jealousy is a feeling you have that you should be working to to identify and find the root cause of and do some self-work on. And oh my God, the self-work is fucking constant and I'm so true. I'm done with it. Can we just be shitty people for a little bit? Yeah, I'm down. Um, Speaking of shitty people, um, Usher is not a shitty person, but immediately the line that came to mind is the line in um, Don't Mind where it's shorty i don't mind if you work until three if you're leaving with me and and it cracks me up because like in theory that song is like very much about like accepting that you are dating a sex worker but at the same time the implication is like well it's okay because you're still mine and everybody gets to see that you're mine Mm. and it's that like ownership piece that like, I mean, I don't know the whole song, but based off that quote, I feel like that's that's kind of like, it's okay if you're doing these things that are just sex with other people because we have a life together. Yeah, that's true. That's a much more positive approach to that, and I appreciate it. Like, it's fine if you're doing that because you're leaving with me, not people see you leaving with me so much as like, it's fine because we share our lives. Oh, and you know what so I mean? Sweet. Like, we're not, like, you might be going, they they get a piece of you that is visual and shallow and an aspect of who you are but I get the whole deal Aww. I get it all that was such a nice perspective for this for this angry I could be wrong maybe Usher meant it your way <laughs> no I mean I'm fairly certain that it was probably the more positive version of that I just like yeah I think about all the songs about strippers and the like ownership that men somehow feel over their partner who is a stripper and I'm just like <sighs> yeah I well I think a lot more about Kim Kim Kardashian and uh Kanye West and how before they had a kid he was the one encouraging her to dress in a certain way Mm. and and you know dress really sexy and then they got married and had a kid and he became a Christian and all of a sudden you know he's saying you need to dress more like a mother and you need to be more conservative and I was like you fucking hypocrite talk about the Madonna whore complex right there Kanye West I had a partner that didn't want me to wear white t-shirts with no bras because then everybody could see my nipples. And I was like, that's the fucking point. The whole point is for everyone to see my nipples. They're really cute. I don't understand the issue here. But the the Madonna whore complex, though, is so deeply rooted in 
so many other things besides Kanye West and his mental illness. Yeah, that's you true. know like because because that's a because that's a part too is that like yeah it makes sense that he would completely flip his story because like what was he going through like what was his brain chemistry doing yeah i mean keep in mind i'm not a kanye west fan i never have been so like i am all about criticizing that motherfucker but like i think it's hard to use his relationship with kim as like the example because i'm i wonder how much of what we see and understand about it is just sad true Fair. I think another better example is like the media's reaction to the WAP music video, Wet Ass Pussy. Oh my God. Yeah. Which, by the way, like that kind of music's been around like my neck, my back, like my pussy and my crack was around way before that. There's a lot. Um, 212 with uh, Azalea Banks mm. is another in a song from the early 2000s. Like women have been singing about having sex since women were allowed to, to, you know, write their own music and produce it. You know what I mean? Since, <laughs> yes. since the patriarchy allowed women in public uh so <laughs> you know you saw the reaction to WAP and it's not this is an example of like patriarchy versus men versus women you had those people who were like this is so inappropriate this is awful but they're like literally going on and on about how they like it they're wet and they want to have violent aggressive sex and they're like oh no this is porn's fault that women want aggressive sex and it's like no sometimes it's also just people like violent aggressive sex and they want to wear rubber it feels and good. have really great I, music I want videos. you to punch my cervix. Like, come on. Um, I once saw a demo that was like a Reiki Tantra thing that involved literally someone getting punched in the butthole. Like, like a hard pound with like the flat of his hand. And I was sitting there and I'm like, I mean, I feel like that would fuck up my SI joint again. Maybe too early. Mm. Like too much to go back to the, the chiropractor. But I remember seeing that and thinking like, interesting. Because I know that when it comes to things like anal, the sensation is about like the, the sphincter muscle and like the feelings mm-hmm. around there, not necessarily anything else. So like, is that like another interesting way of getting... So, you know, sensation. But like, that's the thing that looks violent. But it was in a very romantic context and it was mm-hmm. very confusing and hot. So... Mm. Spicy. Listen, we don't talk about ass play enough, apparently, and eating no, ass. We so we got to bring buttholes in as much as we can. Season seven is ass play only. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's another thing where where that's another example of like, look at these women being blatantly sexual. We should have a problem with it. So I feel like that also ties into the male jealousy aspect of like, we can't let women be blatantly sexual. If they if we do that, then then what control do we have over them? I yeah, I don't even know. All I'll say is is that I love that music video and I mm-hmm. love that song. When Montero Call Me By Your Name by Little Nas X came out, I was also like where he does a strip tease on Satan and cuts off Satan's head and takes his spot. I was like, Yes, I love what's happening with uh rap music these days. You know? <laughs> like Wow, look at rap music. I say, hey, you know that this is not what I normally listen to. I know. It's more just funny to me. The, I'm like the, an the old mother. Rap. Look know, at what the they're bit. doing with rap music. Is it hip hop? Is it? I don't even fucking know. <laughs> it's, it's just the phrase rap music. Well, look, at, think of. <laughs> look at what they're doing with those songs. I'm going to find clips of on TikTok later this week. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Ooh, mm-hmm. Also, also a controversial, a controversial um, video, though, because a lot of. Um, a lot of strippers were not stoked about about that. Why? Um, because uh, so he had a like contest where he invited people to like submit um, 
basically pull routines to the song in order to win ten thousand dollars and it's just like there there's currently a big dialogue and debate in um in the sex work community about civs civilians engaging in poll for exercise and like dance and that being very normalized and celebrated and like okay because well they're not actually stripping so like it's okay but then actual strippers and dancers are looked down upon and judged etc and so it was this idea of like creating a space where you're inviting civvies to come in and do poll to compete for money when like he could have just donated ten thousand dollars to like any kind of sex work collective that is supporting artists and dancers that were out of work for a year mm. you know that's like, interesting i hadn't heard yeah. about that that's fascinating yeah it was yes people were not happy i think i think everybody i i think it was resolved yeah did I you watch know. hustlers i did so i watched the reason i watched that movie is i watched the making of hustlers little mini documentary where who's the actress oh. jennifer lopez talks mm -hmm. about having to learn a pole routine in a week that mm -hmm. opening pole routine that was really sexy and she talked about how she's been dancing for years and that was the hardest thing she had ever learned she has such great respect for pole dancers now and to then go out and have to perform that in a crowd full of people in literally a collection of strings she's like the confidence those women have and it was a lot of respect Mm -hmm. that's cool i i saw hustlers and it's sometimes very hard for me to take any kind of media and not view it critically like i can't just watch something to enjoy it sometimes and oh i can't watch anything to just enjoy it it's I, unfortunate i can i can i just have to get pretty stoned <laughs> um <laughs> no you know what i watch a lot of cartoons for that reason yeah, uh, I watch a lot of shitty reality TV, so. Mm. Yeah, and like, I really like my 90s and early 2000s rom-coms because I know they're problematic, mm -hmm. so I don't need to worry about, are they problematic? You're like, I don't need to critique Hitch because we I know. don't really understand So now I can just problem. enjoy the tropes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but there is this idea of men being portrayed as the victim and in that movie, and I just, the the concept of men being the victim in any kind of sex work relationship sets me off. Mm, because uh, sex workers are already so villainized in the media. Yes. And it feeds into um, simp culture. Yes. And it's attitudes. like, I'm sorry, you are a grown-ass adult man making a decision to engage in an exchange of sexual services for money. Mm. This is what you're – like, you are signing up for this. I mean, granted, you are not signing up for being drugged and having your credit card taken – like – Yes. yes absolutely that was, that's we're huge not different yes that is a that is that is a that is very problematic and also like let's not continue to perpetuate these stereotypes of sex workers, sex workers being these vixens that are stealing money from men it's like no we're, we're taking money that is given freely i once met someone who said something like very much like in sympathy with the simps like these women are the problem with the world because they're just convincing men to give them all of their money and it's not good and i'm like these are adults mm -hmm. these are adult men and this is a fully consensual women act. doing only fans are just posting content we are not responsible for your cho choices and what you want to spend if you say I want a video about this and I say here's the dollar amount and you choose to spend it, 
that is the same. Why we don't we blame women for making content that people are willing to pay for that we want to make. But, you know, when someone has a shopping addiction, we don't blame capitalism. Not even getting into the conversation around like, well, why would I pay for porn when I can get it for free? Then don't. If you don't then fucking want don't. to pay, then don't pay for porn if you can get it for free. But, if but also want- don't slide into my DMs and bitch about my $13 a month subscription fee because I also um, only take home $10 a month of that. Also, on top of that, someone has to make the content. If people aren't getting paid to make it, it won't get made. Well, or they'll be coerced into making it. Which is not ideal either. So either this is work that has value to people and therefore all work deserves to get paid or it doesn't. So if you want to make sure that the people that you are are watching are not coerced and, you know, like, okay, you know what? We're taking a little bit of a digression here. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. But, but it's okay because now I can plug my OnlyFans at the end because I'm just going to tell everyone that knows me in my real life to not listen to this episode. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. So what I will also say is, is like, I think that, the attitudes we have towards simps also goes back to the attitudes we have towards men who are cuckolds. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? Like there's this idea that like, oh, you're pathetic because you have to pay for sex. You're pathetic because someone else needs to fuck your wife to, to, for, for her to feel like, right? And just sort of the, the judgment that men receive for these things that honestly is unnecessary. It's not, it's none of your fucking business what consenting adults do with their sexual lives. And there's just this assumption and judgment, I think, in a lot of cases. Like, I think that people are overall maybe more accepting than you think. But, but to a non-lifestyle person's perspective, like, if a non-lifestyle person were to come in and judge someone who's paying for OnlyFans or enjoys watching their partner be with other, other people, that's not really anything worth judging because it's just about sex and and sex is different from the rest of everything else you do it's part of your identity but you can't control what you're sexually attracted to no so why are we judging people for something that they don't have control over why do we think that people should control these urges as long as it's consenting adults and no one's being harmed because our society inherently is puritanical and thinks that sex is for it's wrong right it should just well, be they, it, they think that sex is for procreation oh i should also add that like canadian sex ed standards we have a whole set of standards and guidelines and like i know that in the states you guys have like rules where like abstinence only programs are government funded we don't have that here yeah. well yeah because you guys aren't run by a bunch of christian old men yeah like in In Canada, we have standards and guidelines that talk about how sex ed is for everyone. It should be inclusive. It should be taught by people who know how to teach the material in a positive, shame-free way. Like, we have all these standards that are not the same as what you guys have. States' rights are the biggest threat to every United States citizen. But now we're we're super going off on a tangent. (laughs) Yeah. All I will say is that, like, people individually might have puritanical roots to their opinions, but, like... the Canadian government is not Um, and I think that informs a lot of our social policy as well for for a good reason and I just think that aspect of like you know as long as it's for between healthy consenting adults we need to be doing these things and not shaming people for what they like because sexuality is complex preach sister shall we take a break Mm -hmm. and we're back with a listener question hey Katie what do you do when one person's penis is too big for their partner's vagina or anus? This one's from a respectable young non-gendered person. Hey-o. 
um, a lot of preparation because for the most part, it is unlikely that a penis is actually too big for the orifice that's being used. There's just a lot of training that has to go into it and that does take time. When th there are like multiple toys that you can use to prepare these orifices to receive things, you can get um, dildos that are you know, slightly bigger. They actually make dilators that are for, um, they're for trans folk who are going through, who are transitioning. But um, I mean, they also can absolutely be used for training a vagina to take something that is larger than what they expected. Um, and I feel like my terminology is probably not the best for this explanation, but we're just, we're doing our best here. Um, so it's a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of foreplay, and in this case, foreplay referring to acts that are not penetration that will lead up to the penetration. Correct. Yes. Yep, exactly. Lube. Um, lots of lube. Lots of lube. Mm -hmm. I also think um, I've gotten into this discussion with a few people, but I know a lot of people like water-based lube. I prefer silicone lube. I hate lube. it. It absorbs really quickly and it's yeah, sticky. Yeah, I don't like it. Silicone lube is a lot better. So if you are worried about the penis being too big, I would suggest a silicone lube or if you're yeah. fluid bonded, coconut oil. Because mm -hmm. it will it will make it a lot easier to slip instruction. Yeah, Even absolutely. for the preparation. Lots of lube as part of the preparation. You want to make sure it's a well-lubricated orifice. Yes. Um, on that note, though, some toys are not compatible with silicone lube. So hybrid lube can also be something that you can use. Just make sure to check and make sure that whatever toys you're using for stretching um are compatible with silicone lube but yeah i actually did a bit of a deep dive on that so did you a, a, a quasi deep dive so uh the the general rule was you can't use silicone lube with silicone toys and you know it'll degrade the silicone toy that was that was what was said so i did some reading and not all of the rubber is made of the same complete chemical composition so that's not true it's just some but it's hard if it's a high quality silicone toy then it, it won't be a problem. The problem is that it's very hard to determine what is high quality silicone and also companies will lie because there's not enough standardization. And uh, so it's really hard to determine what is actually high quality silicone. So you can use silicone lube with a high quality silicone toy. But when you don't know, it's really just that sometimes there's silicone transfer. So over time, the silicone surface might warp, but it's not like your toy's going to melt. So... If you have a $30 silicone vibrator that you like a lot and you want to use silicone lube with it, just make sure you get four. So of the identity, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that, yes. oh, you have the same toy for the next 10 years and don't need to worry about changing manufacturers. And if you're going to be using a butt plug that is silicone with silicone lube, just pay attention to the texture and mm -hmm. what is going on with the toy and making sure that it's safe. But also glass. Honestly, glass and metal butt plugs. I don't necessarily like glass dildos because I find them to be too hard without enough give mm, um, in terms of shape. I know other people who love them, but for like... Um, for ass play? For ass glass play, and glass and metal are great and they clean so easily. They clean so easily. And they're also much more hygienic if you do have multiple partners. Mm -hmm, because you can sterilize them and run them through the dishwasher. And So, so with that being said, it... Give, give some training and stretching and lubrication and Go really play. Slowly. Yeah, and, and play. Like, take your time. Make sure that it's you've got a large chunk of time to just spend time together so that everybody can relax and get into the right space to be there. 
and kind of give it a try and and see what happens with some some play. That works really well if your partner is really wide, if their penis is wide. Mm-hmm. If their penis is really long, like we have to be very clear that vaginas do actually have a maximum length. That's right? true. And so, they make toys that you can put onto the base of the shaft of a penis. Dick donuts. That, yeah, yeah. That are um, super – they're awesome from what I hear. I don't have a penis, so I don't know. It's kind um, of like a, like on a bumper car where the bumper pieces that when you hit the wall, you bounce off without mm-hmm. going too far or into the wall. Yeah. But for a dick. But, but, and because it's silicone there's and you can like lube it up, it's still – there's still some sensation there. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like this blank – sensationless whole quarter of your penis i'm sure they make ones that vibrate too they do yeah so that could be a really fun toy if if it's a length issue Mm -hmm. um but i do yeah that's true we were speaking from a girth perspective i was like i'm assuming that it's girth i'm like well if you can get a baby in there i'm sure you can get and people can get a fist in there you can definitely get a penis in there. (laughs) if anal fisting is possible you know no dick is too big so you said it not me i was afraid to say that but no dick is too big um, you just that being get said, you make you can make a choice and determine. Like if someone has um, vaginismus, which is mm. the muscles are really really tight and they don't relax. Um, frequently, vaginismus is a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? It could be that if you are afraid of it, that's going to make it harder. So that mm-hmm. relaxation and feeling ready and feeling aroused. Yeah, yeah. And that just takes trust and, and conversation and. Honestly, it's a great excuse to just spend a few uninterrupted hours of playing with your partner. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, and you are a young, non-gendered person who doesn't have an Amazon account and doesn't have money, mm-hmm. um, and maybe don't have access to toys, don't put anything in a butt that doesn't have a flared base. If it's mm, not yes. meant for safe play, put a condom on it. Mm-hmm. And um, fingers are great. Get a latex mm-hmm. glove. You can buy things from the grocery store and the dollar store. Just make sure that you're using condoms. People make at-home sex toys all the time. People have fun with cucumbers. Like, that's just a fact of life. There are affordable ways of fucking around. Uh, But I do (laughs) highly recommend quality toys. Try and go to one of those websites when they're having a deal or a discount, Mm -hmm. if you can. Well, and and the nice thing is is with with glass toys especially – you can you can get them for pretty inexpensive. They're gonna be like lower quote unquote quality, but basically what that means is that like if you run it through the dishwasher, the base might separate from the bulb. But like, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, on that note, thank you for listening. Join the Deviants to Finding Elite by following us at Sex News with Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast or email sexnewswithray at gmail.com or DM me or stop me on the street or send me a text or give me a call. Follow me at Wife Bay Ray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and Razor Latex on Instagram and OnlyFans. This podcast is engineered and produced by Dave Meisner and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podbean.com. The theme music is by Blank and Brilliant. Special thank you to Blue Microphones and photography for our logo is by Dolly Shots Photography.